Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Uh, we're going to look at the economy and the economics of it all, what happens and how Congress impacts what is going on. We always talk about how we pass these big bills, but then there's very rarely an accounting of what happened and what the results were on the back end. And we can never change and make adjustments or improve unless we're really willing to measure. And as we mentioned in the last segment, it's not only being willing to measure, having the discipline to measure, what you measure actually matters. And so we want to look at the spending that's been going on and how it is impacting the economy we're now living in. There was a new report out last month from the St. Louis Federal Reserve in Missouri, and we're going to break it down in terms of what they found as it related to many of the COVID-19 policies and a lot of the stimulus money that was spent and pumped into the economy and how that's impacting us today. Eric Baim, of course, is a reporter at Reason who covers economic policy, trade policy, and elections, uh, one of our favorite inside sources. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining us on the program today. Glad to be here again, Boyd. Thanks for having me. All right. I had a great piece in Reason. COVID stimulus spending played sizable role in inflation. And so this this is the back end. This is the part that the politicians never want to come back around to. <laughs> they, they cheer and what they got done and who's getting money for this and that. Uh, but nobody ever wants to come back around and say, well, how, how did that all go? How'd that turn out for us? So So give us the breakdown. What did we learn? Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is a study that was done by a couple of economists, three economists, actually, at the uh, Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Um, and they found that uh, what they say is that, the, as you said, a sizable role uh, of uh, stimulus spending rather played a sizable role in uh, the 40 the year high inflation that we saw over the past year or so. And uh, specifically in the report, they drill down to say that the fiscal stimulus during the pandemic contributed to an increase in inflation of about 2.6 percentage points. So obviously inflation ran a lot higher than that over the past year. But this is a, you know, a pretty significant chunk of that. We saw inflation top out around 9 percent in June. So uh, 2.6 percentage points, uh, you know, between a quarter and a third of that. Uh, they can trace back to uh, stimulus spending. I thought this. I thought this report was really interesting, and the reason I highlighted it at, at Reason is because uh, this is something that I've heard like anecdotally from from a lot of people. Right? Is like, oh, we just sort of have this assumption that oh, well, they dumped a lot of money into the economy during COVID. That must have impacted inflation. But of course, there's the famous line from Milton Friedman about uh, inflation being always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. And and much of the stuff that was done during the pandemic was fiscal policy, not monetary policy. So there is this like interesting conundrum of how, you know, wait a minute, like can can fiscal policy drive inflation? Can it do that? Uh, And this report seems to say these economists seem to say that, yes, yeah, I mean, at least in a in a in a small way in a, in a significant way but uh but you know not entirely uh fiscal policy can do that yeah and and really important it's not to put everything that we're dealing with now uh on all of that spending uh, but it is an important one now you noted in your piece uh, that uh, even uh, Larry Summers uh, one of President Obama's uh top economic advisors uh who who actually warned at the outset you know be be careful this american rescue plan can set off some some pretty big inflationary pressures uh and so kind of drill into that a little bit in terms of where did a lot of that money go and then how was it actually impacting uh, that drive in the inflation rate yeah that's right so i mean there was you know trillions of dollars of new spending during the pandemic on lots of different things i think probably the most inflationary aspect of that. But the thing that that is most important here is the $823 billion that was distributed directly to households, right? Those were those checks that people got 
multiple times during the pandemic. There were actually three rounds of them. Uh, the first was the CARES Act right at the start of the pandemic in 2020. There was a second round of checks later in 2020. And then there were the, the really uh, big blow, I think, the largest amount of money were those $1,400 checks that were distributed as part of the American Rescue Plan. That was uh, th- that was passed in March of 2021. So this is after Biden takes over. Um, and it was uh, the largest infusion of cash into the economy. And it was that bill and and not just the checks, but other elements of that bill, a big stimulus package that passed in 2021 that, uh, as you said, Larry Summers and, and a number of other prominent economists, you know, this was not a left right thing. This was right. economists who had, who had been in Democratic administrations in the past were saying, whoa, 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 this is too much. It's too big. Uh, it's too much money. You're going to set off inflation. And I mean, lo and behold, by the end of 2021, we obviously were uh, ramping up towards uh, that 40-year high inflation. So, yeah, I mean, the economists saw the writing on the wall. They they felt like this, you know, this seemed like a thing uh, that uh, people were aware of, that this was one possibility. Uh, the politicians didn't listen, as, as they never really do. And uh, and so, you know, you ended up with this, this big bout of inflation that I think, uh, you know, the many, many causes here, obviously, supply chain issues from the pandemic, monetary policy during the pandemic. But uh, I think it, it becomes really impossible at this point to discount Uh, that uh, the spending during the pandemic, you know, certainly drove some of it. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, and so, and so as we look at that, uh, and so let's just isolate there for a second on the fiscal policy of all of this. It clearly contributed to those higher prices. Uh, so if, if the fiscal policy had that negative impact in terms of driving the inflation up, being one of the drivers, uh, what are the fiscal policy changes we've got to do to reverse that and, and help to ease that, bring that back down? Yeah, so this is the interesting thing, right, is that, like, we've we've attacked inflation with monetary policy tools. And I know maybe some of your listeners, some of this stuff is uh, obviously, you know, a, a bit complicated. But uh, fiscal policy is, is government spending. It's taxing and spending of money. Uh, money comes in, money goes out of the federal government. Sometimes you borrow, too. But, I mean, basically the mechanism is, is taxing and spending for fiscal policy. Monetary policy is what the Federal Reserve is in charge of, right? They're actually controlling the the actual money supply. They're setting interest rates. They are influencing uh, effectively not the, the in and out of, of money through the government, but the value of each of those dollars that comes in and out through the government. So there's two different mechanisms here. Um, and inflation traditionally has always been understood of as a, as a monetary policy phenomenon. Um, and, and it largely is that, of course. But I think what these economists are getting at in this report, and there's another report from a researcher at Johns Hopkins University and the Chicago Federal Reserve that I also cite in this piece, where they look at the role that borrowing plays. Borrowing, which is fiscal policy, mm. but it effectively kind of operates like 
monetary policy because it's not a dollar in dollar out situation right. with the government you're you're in you know you're putting more money in circulation than you're taking out from taxation and so you end up uh, effectively seeing monetary policy phenomenons like inflation being driven by the fiscal policy of spending money that you're borrowing. Um, and that seems to be the situation that happened during the pandemic. It seems to be uh, one of the drivers of the, the current the, the round of inflation that we dealt with last year, um, I guess, which is all a roundabout way of getting back to your question, which is, you know, we, we've attacked inflation through a monetary policy by the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates, right? right? That is sort of the traditional way to understand it. But if fiscal policy, if borrowing and spending is driving a significant portion of inflation, then you have to start thinking about how fiscal policy needs to change to address that, that maybe uh, we can only combat inflation to a certain point with uh, monetary techniques, but we need to, quite frankly, we just need to cut down on the spending and the borrowing um, if you want to really get to the root of this problem. Yeah, uh, great insight. As always, Eric Bames, a reporter at Reason. He covers economic policy, trade policy, and elections, uh, and always helps us break this uh, complicated stuff down. And, uh, Eric, thanks for walking us through all of that. And, again, this measuring on the back end, uh, we need a lot more and a lot more, a lot louder volume, I think, when it comes to the, the back end. Everyone cheers when the bills pass and they have wonderful-sounding names, but we rarely come back and say, how'd that work out for us? So we appreciate you doing that for us today. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for bearing with me through all that, boy. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, great stuff. Uh, love how Eric breaks that down. So, again, uh, as, as Eric framed it, so that monetary policy, that's, that's what the Federal Reserve's doing. That's the raising and lowering of interest rate. And, of course, we've been seeing them raise and raise. We just had another uh, quarter of a percentage point raised. We'll probably have more as we go through the year. But we also have to look at the fiscal policy. Fiscal policy is the borrowing, the spending, the allocation of money from the government. And it turns out, when we look at all the money that was pumped into the economy over the last several years, that it had a significant impact on inflation. And of course it does. Uh, but we rarely go back and check it and say, oh, yeah, wow, we pumped all this money into the economy and inflation uh, went up. Again, not the only driver, but the study now shows clearly that at least 2.6 percentage points of that inflation rate uh, was due to the fact that all of this economic policy, all this spending uh, and borrowing from the federal government had an impact. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around.